Konnichiwa and welcome back to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly. I'm Doug the Translator and this week we'll be going through the Japan vs Portugal game and also the news that Luke Thompson is coming out of retirement at age 40. Let's go! Welcome back everyone. Hope you're all having a great Monday or whenever you listen to this. Uh, it's been pretty hectic on our end into pre-season, uh, very busy with all my translation work. So this is going to be a short and sharp one with someone who's got no idea what he's talking about. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure that's what you want to hear, so we'll get straight into it. Uh, it's getting a bit chilly uh, over here now, cold in the evenings, in the mornings, pretty warm in the uh, during the day still, but yeah, definitely uh, starting to feel a bit like winter's coming, so... Uh, if you're living in Japan, make sure you're staying warm. Looks like COVID uh, is uh, getting a bit better. Everything's slowly getting back to normal, but um, still wearing masks and everything. Uh, a lot of alcohol uh, disinfectant that we're using, but yeah, um, hope it's all good where you are. Anyway, getting straight into it. Um, there's a bit of news this week. I uh, thought the biggest news would be the Japan international team against Portugal, but uh, obviously, there's a bit of a bigger uh, news story that came out from a local rugby team, so we'll go over that soon. Uh, but first, Japan obviously played the 19th ranked uh, Portugal, winning 38-25. was uh, yeah an interesting game. Started well, early try, uh, looked on track, yeah, kicked a million penalties, um, gave away a million penalties, and... Yeah, I guess a week after coming off that 60 to 5, uh, point loss to Ireland, um, it's good that they came back with a win. And they did it with 10 new starting players, uh, compared to that Ireland game. So they had a lot of, uh, youth out there. Didn't have the likes of Tim Lafayette, didn't have Lava Skakni. Uh, Jimeno was playing, uh, Leach came back from his injury to play six. Yeah, I thought everything looked on track when they scored early with Fafida. Then just before that, uh, the half ended, we had Nakano, uh, from Santori scoring his debut to make it 21-11 at halftime. But after that, uh, break, Portugal scored two tries, made it a lot closer, a real tight game. I think, uh, with that, Japan gave away a lot of penalties, weren't really able to uh, control that side of it, which made them struggle a bit. Uh, and the score, I guess, flattered them a bit, got a good intercept try from uh, Yamanaka right at the end there to extend that score a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, you know, Portugal uh, were moving their ball real quick. Uh, they gave away too many penalties, and it's something they're going to have to uh, improve on before the Scotland game. So hopefully uh, we see a bit of improvement in that discipline area. Um, but, yeah. Otherwise, I guess, you know, wins a win. Possibly not as uh, dominant of a game as they would have wanted, but uh played a lot of young guys. Yeah, 10 changes in that starting lineup uh, would probably be tough in terms of combinations and stuff. But yeah, hopefully we see them get another win uh, next week against Scotland. Uh, the Japan women's team also played against Scotland. I think they were 12-10 up at halftime, but uh, Scotland came home strong, winning 36-12. So uh, Otsukare to the female team. Um, 
Looks like they uh, did well. I think they were down to 14 women at some stage in that uh, first half as well. So did really well to be leading that game. Just uh, didn't have enough petrol on the tank uh, to, uh, yeah, stick it to the Scottish ladies. So, um, yeah, but hopefully they keep growing in that area as well. And then lastly, uh, the news I wanted to touch on was uh, Japan rugby legend Thompson Luke or Luke Thompson who's played in uh, four World Cups for Japan, capped 71 times, uh, and he announced that he's coming out of retirement at the age of 40 uh, to join the NTT Communications Shining Arcs Tokyo Bay Udayasu. Uh, so yeah, there's a big surprise. He'd been, he's been out of the game for a year and a bit. Uh, last season was, the season came right after the Japan World Cup in 2019. He played uh, with... Uh, the Kintetsu, I think the last game was around January 2020 for Kintetsu, then went back to NZ, uh, on his farm. And then, yeah, announced that he is going to be playing for the, uh, Rob Penny coach side. So, uh, yeah, it'll be real interesting to see what kind of role he plays for them. Obviously, uh, Japanese, so won't take a foreigner role. Uh, got a lot of experience. And I had the pleasure of working with him for a couple of weeks at the Sunwolves, but very professional, uh, yeah, knows uh, exactly what he's doing when he gets out there on the field. So I'm sure we'll see him at some stage playing for them. And I also think he's going to be a great marketing tool for NTT.com. Um, obviously, as soon as this was announced, it was all over the Japanese uh, socials and everything, all the news outlets that cover rugby over here. Um, a lot more news on this than probably the Japan versus Portugal game. And it just shows how much pull he's got, how much, uh, yeah, of a icon he is in Japanese rugby. So, so I think regardless of how many games he actually plays, it's, uh, yeah, a great investment from that Shining Arcs team. Uh, they've had a lot of great signings, got a great backline, got Jimmy Moore, uh, at lock as well, a couple of young, Young new foreigners, uh, one from Coke, uh, Brody McCaskill, who I see has uh, been playing well on that in a few of their preseason games. And, uh, yeah, and that's to go with guys like Laidlaw, Ortega Black, and, uh, Falau. So, yeah, uh, very exciting times for them, uh, having someone who knows a lot about the culture and a lot about Japanese rugby and has been there, done that. So I think, uh, yeah. I think we can only expect uh, good things from Tomo. And uh don't think he's in Japan yet, but uh he was on a video conference. That's how they uh, announced it on Saturday. But uh yeah, I'm sure he's going to be a good asset for not only the uh Shining Arcs, but for the whole Japan Rugby League One tournament. So yeah, good luck, Tomo. And then lastly, got a few uh, questions from our email. If you have any questions, comments, or anything about uh, the podcast or Japanese rugby in general, make sure you send them through to japanrugbyweekly at gmail.com. Uh, and I'll get back to you, maybe answer a few like I uh, am about to now. But uh, first one uh, is, yeah, just saying they'll assume uh, I'm going to be covering the first season of the league of the league this season, Division 1, 2, 3. And, um, yeah, I think once the season starts, it'll be a weekly recap of what's happened, any interesting stories. Uh, next question we had was, does Fukuoka have a team now that Coca-Cola's folded? Uh, they do. They've got the Kuden Voltex, who are in Fukuoka City. They used to, uh, they train right next to basically where, uh, Coke used to train. It was a, maybe a 10 minute bike ride, 15 minute bike ride. Uh, and they've also got, the Munakata Senex Blues, who are in the Fukuoka uh, Ken or Fukuoka Prefecture. So they've got two teams there still, but a shame 
what happened to uh, Coca-Cola. There's another one. Uh, is there any way you can watch any of the preseason games that are happening over in Japan? Uh, a lot of the teams, if you follow their Insta or their Facebooks, uh, they'll post links to their YouTube channel. And their, a lot of the YouTube uh, channels are playing their games live, uh, streaming them on their YouTube or sometimes Twitter. Um, but yeah, you can see most of the games there. I think pretty much all of the teams are doing that. Sometimes it might be a bit hard to find their YouTube just by searching it, uh, as some of them only have the Japanese in their title. But um, yeah, that's a good way to keep up with what's happening over here. Watch your favorite Japanese players, or if you don't have any favorite Japanese players, to learn a bit about the players over here and get a few favorites. And then lastly, there was a question about the... Japan rugby club scene uh, and what's happening with it at the stage with all the COVID uh, and if it's possible to come over here and play rugby uh, for club uh, for club teams and stuff like that uh, and it is uh, there are games on at the moment I played a social game a couple of weeks ago uh, for the mighty YCAC first game in a couple of years great to get back out there um, that's an expat team uh, we were maybe about half foreigners, half Japanese for that game. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, teams pretty much all throughout Japan. Um, the ones who play in the proper, you know, club leagues, uh, I think you've got to register by a certain time. But, um, yeah, all of that looks like it's starting to start up again or has started up for a little while. So, uh, I encourage you to come over and give it a go, uh, while you're working over here or whatever, while you're a student or just on holiday. Um, it's definitely a lot of fun and we talked a bit about that in my interview with John Akiba uh, for our second episode of the Translator mini-series. So yeah, make sure you uh, look, listen to that if you're interested. Uh, thanks for everyone who sent through the questions. And I uh, just quickly want to say sorry, uh, I know it was supposed to be the Ed Quirk episode this week, but figured... Uh, being the Japan Rugby Weekly podcast can't not mention the international that the Japan rugby team had or talk about the legend that is Luke Thompson. Um, we got Scotland versus Japan next week, so the I'm planning on getting the uh, Ed Quirk episode out the week after that, so in a couple of weeks. Like I said before, it was a great episode. Make sure you uh, listen to that. Definitely be worth your time. And lastly, thanks again to A&R Pro for helping us out, uh, supporting us. If you want to get any activation or recovery goods at a great price, uh, free shipping for Australia and New Zealand as well. Yeah, you can use our code JRW15 for 15% off all the products. Uh, a few other people um, have been messaging me saying they've used it. And uh, yeah, I uh, get a little notice every time someone uses it. So thanks for everyone who has. And um, yeah, if you need any questions or anything on the products, ask us and I can get the creator, uh, Joe Kamana, back on the podcast. And uh, yeah, before we go, I uh, want to give you a Japanese phrase of the week, one that we don't really have in English again, uh, but it's called Mika Bozu, or uh, Three Day Monk. Yes, is a literal translation, but it talks about people who give up like really, I guess, quickly. Um, and just about how whenever you start a new project project or a new skill or anything, like, you know, you've got that motivation, got that passion for it, but a lot of things kind of, uh, yeah, 
peter out quite quickly and you lose their motivation pretty quick. So it's talking about Mika is three day. Uh, so basically just uh, describe someone who would give something up really quick, like in three days, um, even though when they started it, they were so keen on it. So anyone who's, like you said, a diet, started a podcast, anything like that. Uh, a lot of people obviously have those peter outs and that is a word to describe it. Mika Borza. Um, yeah. Give it a go when you're out there. I don't know uh, when you can use it. I should probably give you more useful words, but always want to give you uh, interesting ones that you might not have heard before. So uh, thanks again, and I'll uh, catch you again next week. Arigats! Thanks for listening to another episode of the JRW Podcast. Make sure to rate and share the pod if you enjoy it. And don't forget to use code JRW15 at the ANR Pro checkout for a 15% discount. Arigats! I'll talk to you next week.